I'm excited about this one, man. Welcome, welcome again to another episode of WTF Interviews. My name is Royce Brialis with my pre- prestigious, I'm saying right, Dr. Raheem Young. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How you doing? Great, man. Great. And also, uh, we have a esteemed uh, guest. We have Mr. Thomas Adams. So I call you Thomas Adams or Thomas Adams Jr. Yeah, I'm talking, you got to go the whole government route. You know what I'm saying? That's what your mama calls you. I'm going to call you that. Yeah, that part. <laughs> they, they was being lazy, man. That was being lazy. I, man, I was being lazy, too. I got, I got a number two behind me. Yeah, nah, they was being lazy, man, because we were <laughs> polar opposites, man. But it's cool, though. I ain't mad at all right, so tell us about what you do, man, uh, your business, and uh, you know what I'm saying, what you're what you doing. Um, so I'm a founder of a startup recycling company on the south side of Chicago. Uh, I have a small team right now that's working with me, that is, is working with me to build the capacity to get us into our own facility. So we, we have a couple of organizations that we've collaborated with, but we have yet to obtain any re- recyclables from them, but they say they support the, they they support our initiative, and they're using um, their numbers to combat with our numbers. You know what I'm saying? So it's just really like, and when we can get our when we can get ourselves more established to hold the capacity of their recyclables, then we already have those numbers converging to you know what I'm saying processes. You know what I'm saying to make money, make revenue create jobs, so on and so forth. But that's just the process that, uh, again, as a startup company, we're taking a phased approach. And so uh, and right now we're in raising awareness and raising capital. And like with that raising awareness comes uh, brand brand awareness and mm-hmm. establishing yourself on these platforms and networking. So that's where I, as a founder, have stepped more into the light because my team are more so my go-getters and making sure that we are sharp on all, all our edges. That's cool. Still, hey. still. Yeah, so like most people, when they start a business, they want to do something like uh, have a soul food restaurant or like get a, get a clothing store or something, man. What made you think about like recycling and doing stuff around recycling? Um. Man, brother, it's a long story, so I can just give you the thin of the thick, man. Pause. You feel me? Uh, <laughs> but you feel me? Uh, I was in Portland in 2018. I seen a, a way of living that was unique to me. Uh-huh. And so I participated in a, uh, the bottle drop, the bottle redemption centers, where it's just like you, you, you purchase something at the store, you pay a deposit on it. And you can go redeem that deposit later if you go to the bottle drop. So it's like mm. something like 10 cent per bottle, 5 cent per can. And then like every wine bottle that was brand specific was like an extra 15 cents. And so I did, I got collected for like two months when, went to the bottle drop, got 20, 20 bucks that day. And was just like, hmm, that was pretty cool. And me just being who I am, like I, I actually moved to Portland with a brand. So to your point, and it, like you, people start with clothing brands, the usual stuff, yeah. and then they figure out like, yeah, I was doing that because I saw somebody else doing it and thought I could do it even better. And so like, I had a brand that I took to Portland called Native Pothead because we wasn't legal out here at the time. So I had came up with this whole brand called Native Pothead, and my brother, rest in peace, Dominique um, Marcel Dunn, he was living in Portland, and so. Mm-hmm he bought like three of my shirts and was just outside rocking them joints and him being from Chicago as it was, people already was looking at him and watching him and paying attention to how he dressed. So he came out with the shirts and he, they was just reset. They, like the reception was just so super high. Bro would be calling me like, yeah, bro, you know how many people he's like in Logan park or Logan square was a, a, a park area. And he'd be like, every time I'm in the Logan Square, people ask me to take a picture with me with the shirt. Walk the bam, they want to get one. You might as well bring it out here. So 2018, Chicago was famous for the pop-up shops. I'm like, yeah, what would it be to just get up out of here, do a pop-up shop at local dispensaries out there? If they let me rock, I'm going to go out there and do my lick. So it, it rocked, you know what I'm saying? I did what I had to do. It, it worked, you know what I'm saying? To the point where I made another flip and – 
produced another set of shirts while I was out there and even switched to black and whites. So with my brother, it's like brand ambassador. I was getting these shirts off. He was already known. We Chicago go boys. You know what I'm saying? We just making it work. You know what I'm saying? We just really making it work off the native pothead. We being legal. It being a town that just needs some type of flavor, culture, a new vibe. So it was kind of like I was targeting the, the pothead smokers and the, and the skaters. And it worked for me. But to the point, to the point, like, it only works for so long. They not fashion geeks. They not like, what's the next drop? They not like, what's, what's next? They not that, they not as like fiend out like we are out here for for new clothes and new drops. Like, you see a new shirt with the, for the, with the same color wave as the mics that come out, you copy it. Oh, they don't care for it like we do out here. That's the one that go with that. Yeah, like you feel me? You can, that's a part of that was a part of our marketing strategy. Like, man, as long as they care about what these shoes looking like, we know what they look like because they gonna post them. So we know in the head what the color wave of the next shoe come out. We just gonna make the colors to the shirts match that, or just work with the scheme of it. And therefore, it's like appealing to the eye. If you if you would get them shoes, you would get this shirt, and and the, and the shirt is more obtainable first than them shoes. But if I if I'm gonna make it twice as nice, I'm gonna make it twice as nice for you though. You know what I'm saying? If they was ones, you know what I'm saying? We could get into that too. But as an entrepreneur, I I know, like I said, I'm really supposed to give you the thin and thick pause. But I I went long (laughs) pause. You feel me? But that was really how it happened though. You feel me? Like I really, I really started off in one entrepreneur space selling T-shirts. Seen a business model and said, "What would that be to have one of them back in the crib?" You know what I'm saying? Came back to the crib, fast forward 2020, well, not even 2020, like 2019, mm-hmm. I really started to go with it and was just trying to push that policy for the uh, for the bottle law. And that was really the biggest hangup. Like, mm-hmm. the biggest hangup was how I'm going to get this policy, you know what I'm saying, pushed in, in whose hands and, and, and still hold my own intellectual property because once the government get involved, it's like anybody could come in and do this now. You know what I'm saying? They gonna fund it. It's like I thank you for putting me yours, son. So it's like no, don't do me. I'm like no, I'm not doing that because that's where it was when it came to that policy. The policy would have been something crazy again to the point. I worked so long on that that I got discouraged, and then I seen something, and it woke my game up immediately. Oberweiss, lemonade and milk, you know what I'm saying? The marks with oh, the glass jars. Yeah. The marks, the marks charge deposits at Pete's off on 95th and something, two extra dollars. Mm-hmm. When you buy it from them, I seen that and was like, I don't care about that policy. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> a, a company's doing it already and they doing it in a store. I got this. You well, know, you, know they, you gotta take the bottle. Well, you don't have to take the bottle back, but if you take the bottle back. You know, they um, you redeem your two dollars yeah. back. You know, yeah. man, that's a part of their system. That's essentially the same thing. It's just a bigger incentive or a bigger deposit. You know what I'm saying? You, it's just a good deed to like making sure they they get as a company they get their merch back. Like mm-hmm. we see the value in our glass bottles. Let us get that back once you're done drinking it. Let us get that back. Yeah. So that's that's a responsible, sustainable company, especially when you're talking about glass bottles. As long as that bottle don't break. They literally throwing that through a sanitation machine and filling it back up with some more liquid and putting it right back on, on your shelf. Like you can damn near get that same recycled glass bottle every month. Like you will you will find it. You can mark your joint or look at the serial number and you'll catch it in the next rotation. Like, yep, yeah, this is that bottle. And that's the that's the thing. So I, I was more so infatuated by the sustainable business, you know what I'm saying? Models. Like that's the first thing that caught me outside of uh the 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 policy so once i so once i got like again policy was dragging like i'm losing hair off this this joint just how i'm gonna get this policy done how i'm gonna hold the ip with the policy like once i push policy and put it in someone else's hands ip going with that you know what i'm saying i can't i don't know how we gonna hold it um to the point it's a company called tamra or tumors i don't even remember their name no more they out in the uk they 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 manufacture these machines that I needed, and they told me like, oh, until you can get that bottle off, we're not gonna talk to you anyway. We appreciate you, <laughs> we appreciate your inquiry though. You know what I'm saying? Like we're yeah. not gonna tell you because I was I was trying to acquire like twelve machines <clears throat> for <clears throat> for a redemption center. <clears throat> I was gonna beat everybody to the punch, right? So this is what I was gonna do, right? I was gonna raise capital on the low to get the redemption center already in place and had twelve machines working. 
It's like, you know what I'm saying? So when I gave the policy up, it's like, you can't beat me at this. I'm already set up shop. I'm just waiting for y'all to go and say it's a green light. I'm the first one they got to come holler at. I was on that type of time. I'm like, sneaky trying to raise capital, do all this. I even entered the uh, little pitch contest for the Chicago Bulls. You know what I'm saying? It's giving away some 50000 So I was just trying to get – I was really just trying to, you know, should ignite Tamara. I'm trying to you know, make sure y'all don't get no get none of these machines to nobody from Chicago. <laughs> I'm trying to do that in one sense and then I see the, the sustainable business model from Oberweiss and I say I don't need them all I got to do is get in agreement with the brands that's all I got to do so that's what I started to work on I made a couple proposals I pat myself on the back for that you know what I'm saying I shot my shot at them like just super reckless the people, the people shot me down, but they got back to me. And when they got back to me, I seen that there's an avenue in 2020. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, this whole working from the crib is just the avenue. Of like, as long as I'm consistent and you, I'm consistent and you see progress, you're going to say yes to me eventually. Like, so I'm good with that. So Coca-Cola shot me down the first two times. Well, no, the first time I talked to him twice, got back to him a third time. They told me like, Get your numbers up. We'll see you. That's it. Okay. Like, oh. Progress. That's a numbers game now. Yeah, it's a numbers game. Right. Now it's like, yeah. you know, that's what I'm saying. So it's more so like proof of concept is all these people want now. Proof of concept. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm saying. And, and breaking and, and developing the recycling company, I've gotten, I've gotten the opportunity to study other companies and what they're doing and what they're failing to do. To, to really cause an impact and really change the game. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we live in a linear economy. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's not a circular economy. So until we get into a circular space where people understand just a bottle-to-bottle cycle or a bottle-to-brick cycle or a bottle-to-cloth, uh, any, any form of just this can be reused and reformed and repurposed. Until we can get people to, to understand that and make the sustainable shift, the linear linear model is all we gonna do. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm watching these other companies and it's giving me the opportunity to be like, oh man, I got them now. Niche specific, you know, bottle boy, I yeah, with the with the with the machines, yeah. Get my people to understand this is this is a play for all of us, you know. That's really and then I and so I layer it in the name. Reupcycle is a double entendre. You know what yeah, let, me, let me ask you about that, because you just said to get your people to understand, you know, this is such a unique idea, concept for a business. Like, what, what do your people say? Like, what your friends and your family say? Do they think you're crazy? I've lost friends. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they want your friends to begin with. <laughs> yeah, now, you know, the honest answer to that is... I've always been creative in life, right? Mm-hmm. So I've always said certain things to like shake the pot, you know. This is one of the things that over the time, like I said, I've been talking about this for a minute, walking in it for more more of a time now. To where now, uh, at first I used to see it. If I spoke on it, they'd be like, "That's too big to accomplish." Mm. That's how I used to get it back. Like you, you should focus on something else. Cause mm-hmm. how you going how you gonna really gonna make a the so it's already open a soul food restaurant right yeah 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 right <laughs> exactly like open a soul food restaurant you you good at cooking you should try to do that oh uh, nigga store like I had I actually had like a little moving company a little moving gig when I was young right and I was doing that for a minute and it was the way I was eating for a while someone tried to propose that to me like you should go back to doing that. I'm like, yo, why would I go back to anything? Like, why would you why would you even say that to me? But to the point, when you go big, sometimes people gonna tell you go home. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's too big to even achieve. Why would you even go for that? The recycling industry is failing. How are you gonna cause the difference? It's like this is room for innovation. I don't, that's how I see it. Yeah. And, and and so I heard that quote. The man who usually says he's wrong or he can't is usually right. The man that says he can is usually right. It's just that's how, it's just your point of perspective. So I see something. I was like, man, 
I'm gonna be observant to what everybody else doing wrong, and I'm gonna do it right. That's it. Like, cause they they tycoons, bro. They get money. They they been they been getting money per pound per per ton, and and, and waste. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about waste management. I'm talking about Republic Services. I'm talking about mm-hmm. any of these companies out here, the uh, the Ingerson Brothers or whatever they name is. I hate they I hate they brand. I don't care for them because they don't touch our hood. You know what I'm yeah, saying? You saw, need, you saw a need for it. Yeah, they don't see no well, need for it. And it's and it's like up to streets and sanitation to care, and streets and sanitation don't care. We we don't even get block shovel. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> Yeah, you can take it, a picture, it ain't blocking, it's it's uh looks the same. You feel me? So at on some four of us by us, I just want to get into an industry. Man, it's to dominate poo-poo, it. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's really what that's where it came from. I'm like recycling industry failing. What would it mean to have a black man come in and revamp that? Like, yeah. but in its fullest totality. I'm talking about nationwide, not started in my little section. I made it make sense again. Proof of concept. I'm gonna take the eight percent, the eight point eight that they reported from last year. And I'm going to make that jump to about 25 first year re-up cycle. And they're going to be oh, like, man, boy, boy got boy got the hood recycling. How he do that? Bottle boy initiative. That's how I did it. Brand. Stand it's on the that. Cycle. It's the re-up cycle because it's about the re-up. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, it's bring it back. Just make sure it get back to the plug at the end of the day so I can put it back out there. <laughs> I can put it back out there. Let's go, man. Let's it's go. Double times with though for recycle, upcycle, because not everything can be recycled. So give me this stuff. So I like tires. I just seen an artist, bro, doing the most rawest stuff with recycled tires. The man mm. is making statues. He made like a panther. Yo, the man snapped, bro. I'm not even going to lie to you. We got a link to it, bro. You got to send me the, the info, bro. I'll link to it in the, in the description. That's but uh, let me ask you this, bro. Uh, how has, you know, being an entrepreneur, man, you, you uh, had some some very interesting experiences, man, from, uh, you know, selling the T-shirts to creating the, the business that's, that's actually needed for the community, man, and making an impact. Like, how, how have you... Um, use that experience in being a father. Well, tell us about your kids. Like, how many kids do you have? I'm uh, a, I'm a um, veteran uncle. You know what I'm saying? I don't even have right, no okay. kids. I don't have no shorties per se. No um, kids yet, but you, uh, you had a daddy before. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I didn't play stepdaddy for, for seven years. I got, I got some, I got some shorties, like girls, but they not mine. You know what I'm saying? But they no longer underneath my, you know, my guidance, but they had seven years with me. That's and, dope. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then my my niece and nephew again, like, so veteran uncle status more so, even if you add that stat daddy in, in the play, you know, it's about veteran So tell uncle me about status. your dad then. So what was your dad like? Uh, my pops, he was, he was around, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, um, I was like fatherless. It was just a disconnect between like, who I wanted to be, who he wanted me to be. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, and it's like, you are you got my name or whatever. And it wasn't no pride behind that neither. So I could never understand it. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like, is we playing that or is we not playing that? Because if I'm going to be my own person, I want to do this. So you shouldn't even be shutting that down. Like, we should be all the way on this, right? Yeah. yeah. We ain't on the same page at that point. So, yeah, like me and my pops just didn't have the a solid bond whatsoever. That's why I said the little slick remark, like yeah, they was just being lazy in the beginning uh, of the of the of the interview. I was like, yeah, they was just being lazy <laughs> that day, cause what's your name? <laughs> yeah, cause it was like if I was if I was gonna be on the path to becoming my own man anyway, let me have my own bear my own name. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Like I, I ain't against the ju- the juniorism, but I feel like that's for when you got something to live up to. No, no jabs. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. the, I'm See, that's just saying, why I didn't go to junior round. I didn't go to junior round, bro. I went, the thing. What'd you say, bro? I said, I didn't go to junior route. I went the second route. You know what I'm saying? I didn't go because the like the monikers, like you, like you said, like junior, junior come out. Like it's like that. Like, nah. Oh, this is sad. I don't want to call my son Junior. Nah, he's right, second. Second. Nah, he's second born in my name on some uh, Game of Thrones. I was thinking of Game of Thrones, man. Right, right, right. My legacy, <laughs> I'm passing down. He don't be, he don't have a son. He don't call him the third, probably. Right, Maybe. right. My seed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's it. It's just my seed. Yeah. You know, that's it. Yeah, to the point. Just the Junior is when I ain't. 
But I rock it though. Again, my name is a badge of honor. I, I've scarred it, you know what I'm saying? I've run it through the mud, but I'm but bringing it back, man. It's coming up, man. The stock, the stock is going up, man. And that's the part of it. Like again, reupcycle, reupcycle is my redemption story in the redemption center and the reupcycle as a whole. Like it's all mm-hmm. wrapped into just getting to a point in life and just having a breaking point where I got real critical with myself. Uh, like, yo, I'm I'm done living according to everyone else or to yeah. expectations of everyone else. Like, that shit don't work for me no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't work for me for a long period of time. That's why I did things I did in the past. Like, I I, I, I tread lightly on it because I don't glorify it. But I used to sit Hebron and shit. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, mm. for for like six summers, not, not the whole six summers. I literally talk about these six summers from 15 to 21. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like how I how I went from selling basic Reggie weed, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> to Coke and Heron. You know what I'm saying? Like literally gradually. Oh, you got some kingpin stories, bro. That I mean, not it's that's the ambitions of an entrepreneur. Like I ain't I ain't never come from nothing special. I wasn't never gonna get it with what the shit people was giving me. Like again, it was it was be my son, be my second. Be my under, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm boss cloth. You feel me? I'm trying to learn that, obtain that, and go somewhere with it. Like to the point, I was 16 with a moving company. These are facts. You know what I'm saying? Weekend warriors. Like my mama seen that I was getting this money off the weed, and she like, please stop selling weed. I'm just like, you don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, this is paying bills. This is this is how I got hush money. Just just act like you don't know what's going on. Can't you see? I got this going. I got this under control. Like, I'm 16, talking about some, don't you see I got this under control? Like, so chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, chill. Like, show me I'm doing something wrong. I'm getting the result of something I want. Like, I had to literally fight for that as a shorty. So it's like, as a teenager and you trying to find your lane, mm-hmm. and, and you, you really want just to respect. Like, yo, just respect what I'm doing. If you ain't with it, then get out of my way. You know what I'm saying? But you're going to do this. Ah, that's just your projections. That don't mean that's going to happen. <laughs> It's so better in jail. I mean, for some niggas, if they play it, how they play it. I don't know what you mean. Like, like it's, it's working for me. Like, that's how I was. Because it was like, it was working. So, so what, what, was the, what was the change for you? I was living, I was always living that double. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't really a change. Like, I got, I got caught up at 21 and it was my first case. So I already knew, like, oh, that's first time probation. They go ahead and slap me on the wrist with that. Mm-hmm. It was the second case that was just like, boop, 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 boop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, like, oh man. They not playing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, cool. Because it was like 6 to 30. They hit me with that 1,000 feet from the school in church. So I was looking at 6 to 30 on one charge, a minimum 6 for all the totals, but minimum 6 to 30 on one. Yeah. I'm like, damn. And I'm already on papers for this. So I'm looking at a double offense. I'm like, ow. So I'm sitting on that. I'm sitting on that. I'm going to church. All that shit at that point. You feel me? Yeah, I'm trying to Jesus. figure out what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen. I'm getting right with God. You know what I'm saying? I'm in, I'm in church like, man, Joe. All right, so I get it. All right, you know what I'm saying? A fool going to make it. You know what I'm saying? A fool going to do the same thing, expecting a different result. So, boom, we off that now. What's what what's all that you what from six summers? What all can you take from that and apply it to something else? Because you got drive, that's one thing we can acknowledge. Like again, I'm always good with self-talk and self-motivation. I can look myself in the eyes and be honest with myself. So that's what I'm saying. On a, on a, on a, on a on a on a slight edge, I'm sitting there and hold on. This is real, right here. This is real. Mm. I was having the sort of shorty that I had the seven-year relationship with, she was pregnant at the time. You know what I'm saying? It was the stress of that case that she had lost my son. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, again, at the time, I'm sitting back like, man, how this going to play? You know what I'm saying? Because, again, yeah. minimum six on one charge. Mm, and I got got another six charges. Like, they, they did me dirty because I ain't giving them what they wanted. I really, I really did the police funny. So they did me even foul on the paperwork. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, man, give me my lick. Like, they just wouldn't let me go. They wanted me to tell. Like, like nah, you got to go down. You got to give us some. You got to give us some. So I basically told them some super scavenger hunt, Easter egg, had niggas in dumpsters looking for nothing. You know what I'm saying? They got down on me, threw the whole desk at me. You feel me? Not just the book. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> paperwork was filthy, bro. For six, for yeah, six it's bags, like bro. I found at you, bro. Like, for no. six bags, bro. I literally yeah. was like, how did they throw the book at me like this? Like, how is, how is this the demo? 
So I catch a break, bro. I was always like clean on my drops. I never had a dirty drop or whatever. My lawyer come to um my lawyer come to court. Oh, they had gave me a plea after uh Thanksgiving. This is how they do you. So you looking at all that, they like, man, just give me a year after Thanksgiving. And you let you spend time with your family and all that, but give me a year, turn me in, wop the bam. I tell my attorney, like, I take that. You feel me? Um, yeah, that year, they ready to they ready to chop all that up over the year. Let's go. My lawyer come in at the next that that court date when I said I'd take it, and he seen all the new cases that they got over the Thanksgiving holiday. He said, uh-uh, y'all want him to do a year on the inside. He like, plus the good time that he had before we bonded out, he chopped all that up to just what that would really be. He like, get him some more probation. He walking out of here here today. You feel me? Like, he just ate that up. Like, nah, y'all got too many cases. Made it. Yeah, never would Hey, yo, Frank Himmel, top seven in the state. Frank Himmel, I say his name proud. Yeah, Frank Himmel. real good. Frank Himmel, top seven in the state, man. Uh, that man, that man told them like, nah, man, y'all got too much paperwork in front of y'all. Y'all finna get him some probation. They like, he already on probation. Yeah, he just violated for this case. She like, man, if he could give me some clean, a clean drop today, I'll let him walk with two more years intensive. You feel me? So they in my crib every week, twice. I gotta check in twice. On like whatever. I'm like, come on with that. You feel me? All right, before before they change their mind, I whoo. Drop, go on ahead, go on ahead. You know what I'm saying? So that wow. wrapped in like December. You know what I'm saying? That was like December. It's like December first, as a matter of fact, of like twenty, like fifteen or something like that at that at that time. Damn. So, so again, I'm like twenty three, twenty four at the time. My shorty just lost the shorty, so like I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm e, you know what I'm saying? My bad shorty, I stressed you out, did all this, that, the third, whatever. Just living this fast life, so it just—I just got to see the result of all of it at one time, like mm -hmm. at one time, like oh, I call it a blessing, boy, because I—I wouldn't see the—I wouldn't see the earth until 2020, 2021, to now. Wow, you just been getting out. Yeah, you know, I just been getting out that time. You know what I'm saying? Or at, at minimum, at minimum, you feel me? It would have right. been something like that. So, yeah, bro, it was literally all of that, like a wave of emotions, and me just really being self-aware. So a wave of emotions coming at me and me being self-aware about how I really feel about those emotions. What, mm -hmm. Where it was coming from with my mama, where it was coming from. So in that time I was locked up, bro, I was gone for three months, you know, a violation of bond and all that. I, I, I missed out on my mama's 50th birthday, my, my twin sister, my twin sister's baby shower, the birth of my niece. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like Christmas, New Year's, all that other shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just little shit, little shit in three months. And then yeah. like, post all of that. So like all of those wave of emotions came right back at the conclusion of me having probation and that's just the end of it. So I really had to hear from them like, you see how I was always telling you you ain't have to be doing this, that, the third, <laughs> this, that, da, 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 you know what I'm saying? So the fast life wasn't it no more. It was like, I right, I ain't gonna do that no more then. You know what I'm saying? It's like then use your intelligence and like make something of yourself and really do something with yourself. And it was just like, I hear that too. You know what I'm saying? Cause they, cause they, they, they lay that entrepreneur track to you when you, when you hustling or whatever. But you don't really identify with that. Like you still look at niggas in business suits, like that's corny, whatever. Yeah, like, it's a disconnect. Yeah, it's still a disconnect. So yeah. it, it was like, so for 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 me to identify with it, I had to just take uh, the sum of my experiences and then just use that as like again, I got nuts. I'm willing to do something and fall forward. So what? Like. Mm -hmm. What's it telling nigga to start at LLC? Like, I don't care. Like, ain't nobody gonna, ain't no shame on my back to get out here and go with my lick. Like, to the point, I did it with Native Pothead. It didn't go so well after after so long. And then, like, with my brother passing out there, I, re, I was, like, on some rebranding anyway and didn't get back to it just yet. Like, that's still something that's tough. Like, it's, I've dropped it before. I'll drop it again. It's, it's That's the creative control I have on it. But... Um, that's also like short-term things. I can always short-term that, bring that back. It's seasonal. This is more longevity. This is more so foundational. I get this in play. My kids eat forever. You know what I'm saying? My last name is good forever. You know, and that's and that's and that was really where it came from. Like, I stopped being selfish. I wasn't really selfish in the streets anyway. When I was playing the streets, I was so selfless 
that it didn't, it, I ain't end up with much. Like when I looked at the totality of what I had, it'd be like, mm -hmm. yeah, I really just got great relationships with everybody because I made sure they were straight. Like, like that's all that was. Hey, like, so Thomas, let me ask you this, bro. All right, so when you crack with the with the recycling, the re-up, will you give the girl you was with some bread? Because of like the things that that you know you you put her through. Yeah, no, nah, on some yeah, on some honest stuff. <laughs> I look out for it just cause like, well, in that seven years, it was a, it was always a power struggle. She doing real good now, as a matter of fact, with makeup. You know what I'm okay. saying? So, and she she give me my props. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like thank you for believing in me and basically showing me some way. Oh, so y'all like still me. communicate? Like y'all yeah, friends? Yeah, yeah, we still in okay. a good space. Like you know what I'm saying? It ain't like it just it ain't for us to be on no. Romantic. Crushing loving times, even to the point like it's it's purely platonic now. You know what I'm saying? I see her mm -hmm. periodically. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe once a year now, if that. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah. But yeah, but to the point of like, now nah, I always reach back, let her know like, yo, I believe in you. So he go ten bucks or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's important, man. The yeah. uh, little push right there. That's a, that's accountability right there. No, nah, for sure. I mean, you know, anybody who weathered the storm with you is is um. Is more than you know what I'm saying, deserving to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anybody that weathers some dark times with you, they gotta see the light, you know what I'm saying, with you. They got to. You know so how did y'all fall out? How did we fall out? Yeah. Time and space, man. Time and space. Really, cause um she was already in like Indiana and then she had bust a move on me, you know what I'm saying, without telling me like she was moving to Arizona and then was like, well, you were moving to Arizona, right? And I'm like, now nah, I'm not moving to Arizona. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everything is right here. trash in Arizona. I'm, gonna do it. And, and, and I'm still on probation at the time, too. So I'm ah, still on probation, right. so I can't do that. I'm now, so you just ruined my move for when I got off probation. I was finna relocate to Indiana. Now I can't relocate to Indiana because you in Arizona. So it was like that. Then I had gotten into a new relationship. So like, you know, every time that happened, that's different. You know what I'm saying? A anytime you get into something new after that, anytime you even double back, it's just like, yeah, because you, you had a whole girlfriend you was in love with. It was like, right, I, I did. But it's a joke now. You know what I'm saying? We can laugh at that. Like, yeah, because you didn't have a girlfriend. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? She's like, I ain't had no boyfriend. I'm like, oh, well, that's on you, snoozing on your Wake your game up, son. Wake your game up. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah. That's personal. You know what I'm saying? It's I'm crazy how some, those, uh, how some of those interactions can, uh, I'll say, it's crazy how some of those interactions can turn into, you know what I'm saying, you having a child. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have went that way. You know what I'm saying? I mean, no. Nah, it happens like, all the time. I don't even tease myself that way, bro. Like, Man. when it comes with the ladies, bro, I ain't going to lie to you, bro. I had to, again, in that time where I got real with myself, I got real with myself even down to my approach with women and, like, having a discipline about, like, standing on shit I say. So, yeah. like, there, there's nothing a female can do to get me off what I said. If I said, like, we ain't on that, and even if you saying it, like, we ain't on that, but you on that, it's like, no, remember, we ain't on that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to hold you to it. So, like, with that, with that, bro, it's – and, again, bro, it be hard at times. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. I I literally do that just so that a female can see ain't no folding in me, though. Like, I don't ever want to show no female that it's like, oh, yeah, I got his weakness. Like, yeah, that nigga be so about his word up until I lick his ear, then all that shit out the window. Like, wow. Like, it ain't even that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so to the point – I don't even get into the the space of temptation with her, and she's so she's so tight with it that it's just like right, it ain't for us no more. To where I can really stand on what I said, like that ain't for us no more. It'll really have to be a man, shorty. You know I used to tell your ass up. She <laughs> needs to go ahead, and let me run that one more time, just for the fun time. It had to be on me to say it, just like that, for her to be like, you right, because I'm in control. Like when you stand on your word like that. You can literally call it on command. Like, I need that right now to you. It's like, yup, because I've been so, like, thinking about how I was going to present it to you. To, yeah. Yeah, so, like. You it's up your cash that, in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. It's, <laughs> hey, but that's that's like ways of a pimp, though, boy. I had to literally get away from it. But <laughs> Talk to him. Talk. Don't, don't get him too much, though, man. But, no, nah, like, it's, it's, I had to get away from it, bro, because, again, that was something that happened in Portland. Like, Portland, so fast life, I almost, like, I almost went backwards instead of forwards. Mm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because everything I had already knew 
was now to my, you know what I'm saying, to my disposal, it's in a new environment. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, man, I'm a career nigga out here now. They don't even know me. So I had to take, like, again, and seeing the, the turf, I was in the strip clubs, seeing the little spots, thinking it was cool. Females got a different mentality, bro, in Portland, bro. They literally thinking, like, you a trick in mind. So they talk to you a certain way, like, all of that. All that for for ninety days, bro. For literally you saying, ninety days. You saying in general the females or like the general the females in the strip club? Like, all right, I'm gonna break it down to you like this. There's two types of chicks out there. You got the square chicks you would never see in the strip clubs. You will only see where they work at in in the supermarkets and then home. You would never see them out and about nowhere else. If you do see them in the in that transaction and you try uh, to talk to them, you're weird to them. For trying to talk to him. Like, why are you trying to speak to me? I don't know you. Why are you trying to get to know me? That's weird. Keep Portland weird. That's how they move. So the squares, <laughs> square chicks, that's how they move. They super uh, standoffish. You don't even want to approach them. They're not approachable. The other chicks, they're the fast line chicks. They're the chicks that want to be strippers. They want to be, you know what I'm saying? They want to be on the stroll. They want to be down. They want their boots laced. They want to be in cahoots. So you know, they brandy. They they might hey, I wanna be there. They want they want your program. If you can kick it. Boots laced, boots laced up to the knees, bro. Man, look, they want they boots laced, bro. They're trying to be in cahoots. <laughs> oh, man. But to the point, right? And that's what I mean. Like, don't let don't let me go too long on this, but I'm just saying it to the point. They heavily under the influence. And this is what I was telling. I actually said this to a chick one day in the club. I'm like, you think I'm green because I'm not from out here. That's where you losing that. Because this is your occupation, baby. As I'm sitting at the bar with her and she drinking some tequila, um, this is your occupation, baby. Get slapped and then go spin around on that pole. Them two ain't good for brain cells. I don't know how you talking to me. <laughs> and I sipped on my and I sipped on my orange juice. You feel me? And she immediately checked herself like, damn. Why are you just coming at me like that? It was just like, yeah, because you was talking to me like I'm one of these lame ass tricks. Like, shorty, I'm not that guy. You got to chill with that. You got to show a real thing. Show a thing, bro. All right, man, I got, uh, I got one more question, man. We can uh, wrap it up, man. We, uh, that we got our respect for the people's time. You know no, what I'm saying? But, uh, one question for me, man, is uh, you say you don't have any kids yet, but um, yeah. what, what advice would you give to your future son or daughter, you know what I'm saying, about this thing called life, man, if you had to give some advice, if they had to watch this video, of you, you know what I'm saying, in the future, what would you tell them? Ooh. Um, always live in your truth, man. It's all, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a blessing for me. Yeah. Like, I never, I've never altered, like, don't get me wrong, I've told lies before, but I've never told a lie on, like, you know, something, something that's affecting some, like, a mass of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never tell a lie to get out of something. Like, I could take my own weight. I could live in my truth. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, it's blessings being in that in itself. Just live in your truth. Don't don't ever and, and don't be grimy because I know that that's that's something that people they 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 condone that nowadays. Like yeah, shorty, shorty super he's super with it. I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Like getting over on people. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. That whole back doing and just you know just in it for yourself. Like like I said, I was one self. I was selfish to the on like you know what I'm saying to the out outlookers but I wasn't ever selfish I was just going with my move you know what I'm saying like without your influence like that's what I'm saying like yeah. that's the part that people don't like like at a certain point when your their opinion doesn't matter to you that now they don't like you it's just like okay <laughs> fine <laughs> so yeah uh for my kids it is just live live in your truth and don't don't look at like that shisty stuff is cool like that ain't it don't be a fool gazer yeah <laughs> don't do that no, nah, but yeah, but man, I, I feel like I got too into that whole Portland stories to really, you know what I'm saying, going depth about the nah, real cycle, man. We're gonna have a part two, man. This ain't nah, yeah, for one, sure, man. man. I just man. I just wanted to make sure like y'all know like it's been a journey. That's what I really want to say is as, as we conclude, it's really more so like the journey in my business has evolved with me as well. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I've evolved to get it to this point. Of course, you know what I'm saying? Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked. Or wouldn't have come this far without me seeing other models in place or just being critical of myself and aware of the climate, doing research and finding out like, 
these numbers again, because that's what a lot of these people, like I, I was saying to y'all offline before, when I was seeing these proposals, they'll just be like, well, how much, where you weigh that? You know, it was the same type of questions. Like, yeah. how many cubic metric tons are you moving? Or are you collecting from these households? How many households? It was just like, oh, y'all asking me about numbers now. It's, it's like, y'all interested. So cool. So I've had to just learn to adapt versus like having it all together, put together. So in this journey, in this journey, I've just found it uh, most fulfilling in connecting with guys like you, Raheem, with brothers like you, um, Royce. Dr. Raheem, man. Uh, yeah. Dr. Raheem, yeah, yes. my bad. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Raheem. Everybody on here, Dr. Raheem. Raheem. Put some doctor, put some respect on that doctor. <laughs> but nah, my brother Royce. Um, but nah, it's just I appreciate that because it speaks to the evolution to a degree. Like you asked me earlier, like what do your friends think? What do you? I don't have friends no more, bro. Like there ain't no friends in this space. It's like founders' feelings. Is this a? It's a. It's a solid space. It's a cocoon, bro. It's literally that. That's what I would call it. I would call it the 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 uh, caterpillar to butterfly effect. It's like this is the time where you 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 leave working ants. I had this whole metaphor where I told my little brother, I'm like, yo, I was a fat caterpillar amongst a bunch of working ants. Everybody was getting to it, and all they seen me doing was laying around eating the leaves while they taking them to the little hole and they clocking in, clocking out, and they sitting there looking at me like this fat nigga just don't do nothing but eat leaves all day. And you know, I, one day I just wasn't there eating no more leaves. I was up in the tree. And he was like, man, that's hard, big bro. I'm like, nah, but this is real. Like, these are the feelings you're going to go through. That cocoon is cold. Ain't nobody up there with you. It's isolation from everything else that's going on. But you away from opinions. You away from all that to the point you transform. You know what I'm saying? Everything you once was, you no longer is. Once you come up out this joint to where you fly by them, they don't even recognize you. You will never be on that same level with them again. Yeah. Like, not even at the top, at the lowest, at the lowest of the, you know what I'm saying, of the soil. I'll never be there with you again. You would have to be climbing at the top of the grass. Like, man, hey, bro, do you, do you, uh, like, write poetry or something, man? Yeah, bro, I do. Yeah. I do, <laughs> I do, do? go into a spoken word there now and then, bro, but that's, that's just out of love, though, bro. Like, that's the, that's the thing of being in the uh, flow of life, bro. Yeah, in I can hear that. Life, you talk, I can you talk. Yeah, you talk to a certain metronome, man. Yeah, yeah. So it's a beat. You know what I'm saying? When you talk, man, I can hear it. No, nah, that part. <laughs> yeah, that's why I asked. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, man. I just uh, that's how I had to step into it, bro. I said, I'm, I'm, I used to be, I'm introverted by nature, bro. So like, I have a shy type of demeanor at times, and I had to get out of that. Like, women, I've never had that with women, but it'd be like, right. So why don't you use that when you? Be all that, you know what I'm saying? Be that charming, flamboyant motherfucker when you trying to conduct business. And it so it was a transition that I had to step into. And like I said, the uh the wordplay, the verbiage and you know, in spoken word and poetry that I already had in life, it kind of always works. You know what I'm saying? And like never You're the second person that said that, bro. We we gotta look into this, man, that uh spoken word has improved, you know what I'm saying, your life and or you used it in another aspect of your life, not just Writing poetry, but actually from my life experiences, bro. Yeah, that's interesting, man. Yeah, bro. I, that's that's what I'm equipped with. That's what I'm saying. I ain't I ain't I ain't wired like everybody else, bro. I ain't do traditional learning like everybody else. I, I'm self-taught in a lot of things. I didn't ear hustle my way to a lot of things. I didn't uh, just practically worked in shit and got it and uh, adapted it and got good. Like that's what I'm saying. So many people was trying to send me because they like, boy, you could hustle. I love that in you because when it wasn't about football for me no more. It was like, well, what I'm gonna do in life, you know what I'm saying? Like that was my that was my claim to fame for real. Like I was saucy on the on the football field up until high school where niggas wasn't in support. Like that's what I'm saying. The the tank with me and my father really came at high school when he ain't let me go to high school for football. You know what I'm saying? Like I had St. Rita Mount Karma D Sal, all them on jock, but then I had King Bogan trying to freshman as varsity. Like freshman on varsity, yeah, that's four years with the big boys. But they that's because they heard that that's the type of program I came from. I was so fat as a, as a sixth, as a fifth grader, I was playing on varsity with the seventh and eighth graders. You know what I'm saying? So I was a seasoned <laughs> I was a seasoned lineman up up until I like when I, I was a sixth, a sixth grade, I was starting with on varsity. I'm still not in the age group with these niggas yet. You know what I'm saying? So 
I got to seventh, eighth grade, I was killing things. Like it was, I was both sides of the ball. I'm saying stamina's galore. Um, my arms just cut up a little better now. And I was a big kid, but so I'm fast on my feet. So, and I was playing all positions on defense, nose tackle. I was playing nose tackle and um, DN, you know what I'm saying, on certain plays. I was too heavy to be like smacking tight ends. So they was like, nah, that's unfair. So they moved me to nose majority plays, you know what I'm saying? But you was getting in there though. Getting in there. Then I'm sitting on offense, and it was like I was so good at hiking that they was like, no, nah, we good on that. We low-key need protection on the right side, so slide the right guard, slide the right tackle. So, like, I was doing that. So, uh, people was watching me do that for three seasons for sure, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. By my eighth grade season, we had went undefeated. All them people who had been watching me was trying to get me to their schools. You know what I'm saying? And my pops just wasn't with it. He was like, no, nah, y'all not finna do this, that, da, 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 da. I'm, all I'm hearing is like, you know, they come pitching to you. They pitch to you big. You'll be all in the papers. You know, they 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 come watch us. They rank us. You know, Simeon, Simeon. I was trying to get to Simeon. They ain't want nothing to do with me. So I went and crazy. I went crazy at Dita Sal on the championship game. I literally ended the game in the third quarter with a sack. No cap. Uh, Nigga came out his cleats. They called the game because he popped on the field. I popped him. Popped him out of his cleats. They like, all right, game over. We can't even see on the field. You feel me? Over with. This is these facts. You feel me? I do that. I do that. So why did your dad say no? What did he have against it? I don't know. That's again a personal pizza. I'll never know, bro. That's a conversation I ain't never had with him. It was just, um, it was a part of the structure that I had to deal with. Like, yo. This what you want for yourself, but this is what I want you. This is what I want you to do. So do this, and that's what I'm saying. Like after a certain point in life, after a certain time, you get tired of having to live with the expectations that everybody else putting on you. You like I'm going for my own. Like regardless of what it look like, I don't care. It's my fulfillment. Like you don't care. Like you just you want to be liberated from that whole ideal. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't doing it. I'm completely against the grain now. But to play devil's advocate, man, your daddy might have been on to something, man, with the uh, news of, like, the CTE and all the stuff that the NFL players are dealing that's with. No, that's you know, high saying. schoolers were dealing with that same stuff because, you know, they got brains too. You know what I'm saying? So, no, that part. And that's what I'm saying. I ain't never going to knock it to his uh, – Yeah. To, to whatever it is, but I'm saying it like that was my co-curricular activity. Yeah. I, I probably let my kids play football, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hit – like, you play flag maybe, but – uh, Right. You know, you got to no, break. I mean – I'm just saying anything that's productive. That's what I'm saying it towards. Yeah. Once he took away from that, it wasn't like there's something else. So it was easy. He was thinking like that. It was easy yeah. to get with gang them. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, I started hustling at 15. Right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Started I, to I, I ain't football. Now I got to worry about appearance. You ain't caring about my appearance. Now I'm just amongst these – I'm amongst my peers in the social space. I got to wear shoes from Sears? Oh, hell no. This is, you got me messed up, bro. Now I can't play football, and I got to wear shoes from Sears? You got me You got me left, bro. Uh, man, what left. kind of shoes, bro? What kind of? Bro, Sears shoes. I don't know. They was $10. <laughs> they was the Sears brand, okay? He brought me some. Oh, this picture of the box with Sears on. He just didn't even have laces, bro. Royce, you hear me? He just didn't even no have laces. laces? Oh. Mrs. Mrs. was loafers. Oh, they look like man. hard bottom. They were thick bottom loafers. They look like some shit 12 would wear. They look like some shit police would wear. No shit. Oh. <laughs> they look like some loafers with, the, with like the thick rubber. Oh, man. It's it was tough. horrible. But yeah, man. And I had dope dealer, I had dope dealer dreams ever since. Like, you know what? I'm not wearing no more shirt and shoe outlet shoes, man. They're not finna keep talking about me. And I got big feet too, bro. So imagine, bro. I'm like I'm 12, 13 with a size 13, yeah. and I'm wearing some biscuits, bro. This is not yeah, you some big biscuits. Biscuits, man. I'm pretty sure like them Egyptian shoes, bro. The round ones, bro. Like, uh, and I was wearing P Millers. I was wearing P Millers, the Reeboks before Reebok oh, came back. I was wearing the Reeboks. Yeah, the shirts, bro. With the ah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, bad, man. I was wearing mids once. You know, you don't never wear no mid FO. I had some mids, too, bro. Mids. Hey. I was wearing mids. You know why? Because I, I wear a size 14, brother. So I, I feel your struggle, man. Yeah, Big bro, you doing it. They called the warehouse one time and said, we ain't got it in the warehouse. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do then? 
I'm gonna get these meds. I'm gonna make them look fly, though. Try to. With that big strap, bro, in the back. Yeah, man. I got fat calves, bro. So you know my weight get to lean on the back of them joints. It's different, man. It just looks different. The back started to crumble a little bit. It don't have that same. It's bad, man. But yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. It's trauma, man. It was trauma. But you got about that jam, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was the trauma of growing up and having to, uh, yeah, just live under your parents' roof, bro. Like, that was literally what it was. My, my mama loved me, but she feel me. She got me, my twin sister, and my older sister, bro. So, like, I could never ask her for nothing and not think about well, what she got for herself. You know what I'm saying? That was always my biggest thing. Like, nah, OG, I'm good. I ain't going to ask you for nothing. You always taking care of their needs. Like, my oldest sister, like, nine, eight years, nine, nine years older than us. So she was at college around the time, or maybe post-college or something. I don't really know, but I know I was just very aware of that. Like, man, my mom ain't never going to have nothing, especially with my shoes being expensive as they is. Like, I might as well tell her to go half with me or something, and then that's too much like wrong. You know what I'm saying? Ma, go half on these shoes. How you get the other half? Right. Why even explain all that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, bro. I just, I don't know. It was, like you said, to the CTE point, that's one way to look at it, but then I got into a whole nother wave of activities <laughs> without that football field. It was just like aspirations went from one thing to another immediately because the environment, that's what the environment was producing. Like, you, you ain't want to be no squaring on the outside looking in, and then you you wasn't trying to be on the inside trying to get out. Like, that was the other thing. Like, so to answer your question, like, what was the change? I was always in the middle. Like, I was just had balance. Like, I'm like, I ain't really too far in it. But I ain't not, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I ain't innocent. Like, that's the other part. Like, I know I ain't innocent, but I ain't so far in it to where I'm guilty in the mug. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they gonna have a hard time proving this. That's what it really was. <laughs> like, yeah. it's about what you can prove in court. They gonna have a hard time proving this. Like, that's how I was moving. But to the I point. Think it's a testimony, man, of what, what you can do with your energy, man. Like like you said, when you uh, had football to focus on, that was, was great at it. Like, nobody was stopping you. Ball, but then they took that away from you. Then your energy went towards the drug game. You know what I'm saying? Well, You're still it. as successful at that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hard. It's about how you route that energy, man. If you, t- if you take away something, like, make sure something's there in, play- in its place. You know? Exactly. And what else are you right interested now. in other than sports? That's beautifully put. Because that's exactly that's how that. I had to do it. Like, I was doing music at that time, too. But it sounded like the rest of it. Chitty chitty bang bang music that's out here now. You know what I'm saying? He's about that life though. I mean, yeah, to the point where I was like, so aware that I stopped doing music. I'm like, man, I'm giving, I'm giving away too much of what I'm doing. Like I say, it's gonna be hard to prove. No, this is gonna be easy to prove. You just told us in this song. Yeah. So it's like, that's what I'm saying. I had to get away from it. Like just being so self-aware, brothers. That's what I can give it to my self-awareness. My self-awareness and never getting away from like what was morally embedded in me. Like I was still my mother's child. And that's one thing I can say. Like at the end of the day, I was still my mother's child. Like, I never did something that if she heard about it, she'd be like, boy, you bogus as hell. Like, that's not. That's why I say, like, the whole shiesty stuff, I done been around the shiestiest of shiesties, man. I done shot dice with the most grimiest people in the city. Like, I done been around murders, killers, all that. Pimps and hoes, all that. But I was still like, such a good person at heart. That's why they mess with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey. that's the part. They know I'm not green to their stuff. They like, yeah, I, you can't bullshit the bullshit. So it's just like, so you really knowing me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's hard to play somebody when you know, like, I'm watching you, boy. Yeah, now, I heard that slick. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, so you was watching. Yeah, I be watching. You know what I'm saying? So, so people be tight. And that's one thing that my mama always instilled in me. So with that instilled in me, I've never really went outside the path of I lost myself. Like, I was always like, no, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I'm about. I'm not with that. Okay with this. And that's just leadership, you know what I'm saying? That's that's, some, that's something that someone told me a long time ago. My PO told me that. Like, you headstrong. You tell me I was a kid. That's, what, again, the offline story when I didn't take the confrontation. I'm like, you don't know who you went to it with? It came from something that my PO told me. He like, you too big to just be entertaining every altercation. Like, someone got to have the ups if they coming at you. So you got to be smart enough to yeah. deflect. It's nothing to just say... Oh, yeah, you got it, big man. Oh, yeah, you got it, whatever. Like, if you knowing what you really about, but to, in, to, to like, really engage with that person, you just lowered yourself into their trap. So he, when like he the told art of war. That, 
did the article. Like that's that's really that's what it is, and that's what he was telling me. He's like, man, you uh you got to stand on your own too. So if you headstrong as you say you are, be a leader, and be headstrong. Like that's the part. You don't entertain no one's bullshit. You the leader in your own life, so you don't yeah. you don't give nobody that. At no point in time when they asking for it until you really see it's like this is what we got to take this. You give me no choice. But other than that, you always have a choice. And that's what my first PO taught me. His name was Ron Pearson, Ronald Pearson. He was an old Chicago bear. He was a fullback. You feel me? He um working out um off of on West Walnut. But yeah, I was on my first POs, and he told me that he because he seen it in me one day. I had got hot because the Mexicans had pressed me, and I had told him about it. He was like, "Man, why you coming here huffing and puffing?" I'm like, "Man, some Mexicans just tried to press me like I was folks." And I ain't like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to come see you, you know what I'm saying? Take this drop, get on by my way. You know, I ain't like that, you know what I'm saying? He like, look, how did you get out of it? I told him, I told him what I said to him, but I told him that I initiated it. Like, homie, I'm not folks. I actually engaged. I slammed the rakes and everything. Like, I'm not that. And he was just like, see that? That could have been a trap. He like, he could have been SD trying to catch a mo. Oh, what the bam? Like he literally did me like that. And I'm just like, whatever. I was just not for the check of like get your sight ass off turf. Like I wasn't with that. Like that wasn't gonna be <laughs> it just wasn't gonna be that today. That's all I was letting him know. But that's when he had told me again, valuable lesson. So great leadership, great guidance. I could also say I had mentors along the way that um they came in like in trouble spots. That's what I'm saying. In the dark, you know what I'm saying? Always, you know what I'm saying, some some light gonna penetrate in the dark. And so I had a, a doc, William Doc Speller. He's like actually a professor at uh, Northwestern University. He came in my life when I started getting expelled from school. Because um, I had went to the University of Chicago charter school and um, got expelled from there. And then in that, in that window of being expelled, they wouldn't let me into my neighborhood school, which is how Park. So I, had, I was out of school for a whole three months, a whole quarter. So when they finally let me in for the following semester, it was like, now you got to play catch up. But it was like, I don't got to play catch up. All my credits from the charter school that rolled over, so I did double period everything. I'm actually good. Like, I'm 24 credits to need two credits to graduate as a sophomore. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all really got to get with me. So they started to take my credits away from me to bring me back to sophomore status to be like, that's a whole different uh, marking system. We don't really do that. This Chicago Public School. Yeah, they played me hella hard. So at that point, I wasn't looking at school system and like, Adults is like the people I can go to. These was all the people fucking me as a child. Like, I'm looking at it like, damn, you mean y'all can't communicate that this is exactly what y'all know is going on from this building to that building? Like, are you serious? Like, how is it that I'm on par in this building? I get expelled, go to this building, and now I'm behind. How the hell? How the hell? Make it make sense, please. Like, so that was the part of, like, I just stopped having faith in adults, especially when they could, like, run you to a narrative. I started seeing, like, oh, yeah, they just started to say I was in a bad space in life. So they started putting me, writing me off and saying all this other stuff to I embraced the narrative. Like, yeah, you're right. So so get out of my way then. Like, right. I did. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I started to do. That and, part. William, and William Speller, William Doc Speller, you know what I'm saying? Doc Speller, William, Dr. William Speller, um, Came in my life and he just told me, you got to be a B, man. He told me this, and I, I'm going to hold this forever in life. He told me, you have to be a B. And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah, he was see. like, did you know that the um the bumblebee, it is too heavy for its wings to fly? You know what I'm saying? He's like, the wings, literally too light to carry its weight, the body weight. He's like, but yet the bee moves as fast as a bullet fire from a 4-5 coat. The same speed. And he's like, do you know why the bee is able to move that fast? And I'm like, no, nah, why? You know what I'm saying? Because he had me like, he had me so drawn in at that point. He like, I'm like, no, nah, why? He like, because the bee don't got ears. He don't hear what people say. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's hey, been like. Hey. Uh, on that note, man, we're going to wrap it. Uh, Thomas, stay on real quick. Yes, uh, we have a post game, man. We always have a post game conversation. Y'all ain't gonna hear it, but we gonna hear it. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Thomas, man, for this epic interview, man. I might drop it down like a like Avenger style, man. Two two sides, man. That part. part one, part two. You know what I'm mean? saying? That part. That's part. Yeah, for the coach. We appreciate you, bro. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yep. Stay tuned for further announcements. WTF interviews. My name is Royce Brialis. 
Shout out to my co-host, Dr. Raheem Young. And again, I go to Thomas Adams Jr., my man. Yes, yes. Thank you for listening to WTF Interviews. If you want to get in contact with us, you can reach us via our website, wtfatherhood.org. Also, our Facebook page and our Facebook group will be listed in the description below as well. Uh, I ask you to leave a a review as it helps more people receive the message. And uh, again, until next time, be well. You already are.